Welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. We're your hosts, Lauren and Adam. On this podcast, we help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of our traditional ways of thinking and have deconstructed the religious lenses we once saw the world through. From being in the CCM industry and purity culture to sex positivity and sacred sovereignty, it's been quite the ride. We bring on a wide variety of guests to hear their story and break down topics like religious trauma, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like spirituality, equality, and love. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have the Hannah Moon. She is an intuitive coach focused on helping those with a religious upbringing to deconstruct their own ideas, beliefs, and fears to live an authentic and joy-filled life. She is an interfaith, interspirituality coach who believes there is truth weaving through all cultures and practices guiding us to love, inner divinity, and wholeness. Hannah began her own deconstruction journey after being faced with the reality that the dreams she was pursuing were for the approval of those around her versus true fulfillment. Her her surface-level authenticity led her to discover a deeper understanding of who she was by unpacking harmful rhetoric, trauma, and ideology that didn't belong to her. Hannah's main message is to empower individuals to invest in their own education, and by being more knowledgeable, People are able to think critically and be grounded in the way they choose to live their lives. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited for what we're going to talk about today. I know, me too. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have we have lots of things to cover. Uh, I know we're going to be like at the end of this being like, oh, we need to have a series with Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what we can get in one hour. But um, yeah, we're really excited to have you and... Um, something that, uh, as I was going through, um, your Instagram here recently and your, all of your content, um, and I know you do TikTok and you have a separate account, um, that you do some more spiritual and tarot work. Um, you also, as I was doing my full deep research, you know, I like (laughs) to go, I like to go all the way back. Um, originally you were doing, uh, some stylist work. Are you still doing that or is that just something in the past. So it is. So I was a stylist. I was a wardrobe stylist. I am no longer a wardrobe stylist professionally, but I like to say like, once you are one, that's just, that is part of who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Eventually I'm planning on looping back some of that back into what I do. It's just, I think I needed a little bit of a separation. Um, so I didn't, so I will never probably go back into personal styling, but I do want to implement how people can express themselves with so many awesome tools, including wardrobe, because I think it is just like such an amazing way for not only for you to be able to express who you are, but for you even to tap in all, tell like all the different aspects of what makes you who you are. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've been... Adam and I are very keen on changing up our styles and we love to talk about how we're like, 
what we're into right now, the little uh, yeah. like accessories we're adding and how it makes us feel, even playing with, you know, masculine, feminine elements to our style and to our even our expression of who we are. And so, yeah, I, I love I feel like style and fashion and all of that actually has a lot to, to play into um, healing for a lot of people. Um, oh, yes. And I know like Nikki, um, I don't know if you know her, but we had her on the podcast. She does. Um, she's like coined low femme. I think it's what it is. Low femme. Interesting. Um, yeah. Style. And it's like for. That's cool. Yeah. It's like feminine, but it's like, I don't know. It's like a queer uh I guess, subculture of fashion. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, anyway, you, you, I'll send you her her information because she's she's really cool. I think you guys would like really hit it off. Um, oh, thanks. So yeah, of course, I'll send you that stuff. But I think that's really cool that you've done that. And I'll, I'll, I'll obviously be looking out for you whenever you bring that back around. Awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, and it's probably not going to be that far off because I do think it's such – a beautiful way for people to have fun with exploring those sides. Cause how I used to do it was focus. Like, it's kind of like that whole, like sell them what they want, give them what they need. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh yeah, let's work on your style. But really what we actually would do was work on, um, figuring out the different, I call them personas, but they yes. could kind of be like archetypes. Like what are the various archetypes that you tend to, to, to tap into? And like, how can you bring that out more by being able to play with your style? Cause like you can literally like change who you yeah. are just by putting something different on your body. And a lot of people don't seem to still see that yet. And so I'm hoping with everything that's happened over the last year that people are going to just be like a lot more brave in right. exploring that. And I mean, obviously we, you know, body positivity has been going on for, you know, the past few years has been really important, but now I think a lot of people are accepting the, their own queerness, like their own, uh, just like differentness, like people yeah. that have been hiding, like their quirkiness is it's finally starting to come out again. And I just think style's a really great way to be able to have fun with it. Yeah, well, it's like one of those things. So I've always been all black everything, like all the time, just because tour mm -hmm. and work and all the stuff that I like to do, like I'm getting messy all the time. But recently, <laughs> Lauren kind of coached me through picking up some different clothes and some different colors and picking up tan stuff, and white stuff, and whatever. But I've recently started this thing where... And I mean, I feel like this is really normal for most people. So maybe it's not like this new thing, but changing out of work clothes and changing into home clothes and then being entirely opposite and entirely different, all tan <laughs> at home, all black at work. And it, it really, it's one of those things that can really help you tap into the way that you perceive yourself and this mindset that you're in, in an immediate way that just yes. can, can shift your mood and can shift the way that you think about the world. So I just, I absolutely think that you can use that to empower people to be able to move through changes like deconstruction and things like uh like that where you where you can start re-identifying yourself just through the things you wear yes well you know what this was very very validating so thank you all for that <laughs> of course <laughs> i'm glad we can start it off like that um yeah. validate you early on in this uh episode <laughs> yeah that's great um but uh, so, okay so when you sent this uh new bio the wording that you used um, at one point, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It says, oh, um, the dreams you were pursuing for the approval of those around you versus true fulfillment. Um, I'm wondering if you can like even, I don't know if that's 
that that's part of the styling thing or if that's something entirely different. Um, but kind of talk about what those dreams were and how did you come to realize that that wasn't for you? That's yes. that wasn't fulfilling you. Um, yeah. So Such, no, that's an, that. that is an excellent question. Cause that's primarily what I really work with people on is oftentimes, like, I don't know if you guys are into the Enneagram. Okay. Well, I am an Enneagram three with a wing of a four. So I'm uh-huh. very, goal-oriented, driven, ambitious, but I also really have this side of me that's like very melancholy and kind of like, who am, who yeah. am I? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to be doing? And, you know, as um, whenever I was young, I, um, so I'm from Dallas and it's like very, very like, um, they call it the, like the land of the $30,000 millionaires. It's like, you might not have money, but you will you will go into debt to look like you have it all. And I just really did not like that environment and that way of thinking. And so I, even though I loved style from a young age, I did not want to go into that because I thought that it made me look like, I don't know, just like every other girl that I personally didn't want to be in the South. Like I didn't want to be a stay at home wife. I didn't want to like clothes for a career. And I had so much judgment against other people and myself for that. Mm. And so then finally in my mid twenties, after being in the corporate world, um, I hit a, a little low point in my life where I realized I have nothing to lose. So if I really want to be a wardrobe stylist, like I might as well just like give it my all and I did. And in within like a, just a very short period of time, I became a very successful wardrobe stylist in Denver, Colorado, which like you wouldn't think that that would be a really, you know, pop in place for it. But it's actually a huge hub for commercials, TV, movies. And I was making my dreams like become a reality. And it was it was awesome. It was so awesome. But it turned into more of this chase of wanting to get to the next level because I was getting this validation that I hadn't ever received before Mm -hmm. of like, like, wow, like what you're doing is so awesome. Like nobody, like, you're like, I, I never knew a stylist before. Like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I was meeting all of these celebrities and it just really felt like I was so proud of myself to do something like this on my own. And at this point I had already left the church and I was very much trying to like take my life in my own hands versus just to give it to God. So I felt so good about it. But then what ended up happening is I pretty much had absolutely no healthy balance in my life at all. So I was just (laughs) working constantly and it got to the point where I realized all of it was not necessarily for the love or the joy of what I was doing, but because like I had built this dream and if I gave it up, I would be a failure or I would um, like maybe the people that were watching me would be like, Oh, I knew she could never make it. Mm. Or, you know, all of those things that get in your head, right? which is so silly. Um, and honestly, it took a huge toll on my physical health and my mental health. I had got, I developed some autoimmune diseases and my doctor finally got to the point where he was like, Hannah, you are going to die. Like if we don't get you in a healthy place and enter COVID. Oh my (laughs) gosh. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the beauty industry was kind of the first thing to go. Like, yeah, people are shopping still like nobody's business, but nobody's paying someone to shop for them when they have nothing else to do at home. Right. right. All yeah. All of the um, shoots I was going to be on canceled. Uh, and I tried for a while to to still kind of just pivot and think what I wanted to do. And I realized what I really wanted. Um kind of like what we were talking about, just like bringing in these different ways to help people figure out who they were. I still needed to go through that because I realized I don't even know who I really am. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really know. And I thought I did. And I, you know, I did know an aspect, but I just realized there was something so much deeper there. And, and before I could really help people, you know, be their most authentic self, which was what I always love to talk about. I was like, girl, like you need to figure out who that is for you. Like, right. So that's kind of what led me to closing my business to like really focus on my own healing and deconstruction. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it it sent me down a real weird spiritual path. Yeah. (laughs) It sometimes does. (laughs) It does. Uh, and, um, so that is how I realized I was truly not really aligned with what I what was for my highest good. And it was way more for me to kind of be like, I did it. I won. And that's not fulfillment. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I, I I can relate to that uh, to a point just in my music career. Um, even coming off the road and being done with music in a major way. Um, we were in the CCM uh, industry for a long time. I don't know how much of our story, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah. I was doing that for most, like all of my adult life, essentially. And then um, the band dissolved right after we kind of, we got an award and then the band dissolved and um, then I deconstructed and then, well, we got married, deconstructed and then COVID it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I definitely understand. And my, I think it's, some people will ca- call it like the ego. My ego was mm-hmm. definitely struggling. It was very hurt and very scared, didn't know who I was without being that girl who was on tour all the time. Cause I was mm-hmm. that, that, that in and of itself became my identity. Wasn't even, it was that I was an artist, a CCM artist specifically, but it was more than that. It was the lifestyle I was living, which was tour. So mm-hmm. well then, and you were a professional Christian. So I, was, I mean, if you ever needed yeah. an excuse as to why you counted as a Christian and didn't have to question anything, is because just because it counted, you regurgitated yes. it every single day on stage. Yeah, which is yeah. wild. Um, something I don't even talk about from that stage of our lives is like I didn't. I was not like an active. Like I didn't go to a church when I was on tour. I wasn't part of a small group. I didn't. Right. I like never read my Bible, basically, like ever. Right? Like, did you ever <laughs> see me read the Bible? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. We like maybe prayed every once in a while, and like that was. But we were like leading worship and quote unquote saving lives and yeah. <laughs> so, but like, yeah. Anyway, that's that's a whole other. You're like, well, it's like what you you know. You're just that's your whole world. So it just becomes so robotic and right. it's kind of and it, you kind of get to the point where you if you've been doing it for so long especially like whenever you're like in the church and like it's your whole life yeah. you get to a point where like is there anything else for me to learn right yeah. yeah yeah so you'd mentioned that you had already kind of left the church when you started doing this uh wardrobe yes. stuff so 
let's talk about that for a little bit. What, you yeah. you got yourself worked into a place where you were constantly working, basically ignoring mm-hmm. yourself and your life. Like, was that was that will to just constantly be an, on the grind spurred from a place of not wanting to deal with certain things in that, or where did that where did that deconstruction and, and separation from the church kind of land in that journey for you? So that's a great, yeah. So I would, <laughs> I would say I was like a very like um, I wasn't professional in the sense of making money, but I was like a very trained evangelical. So it's like I had a Christian fashion blog that you can still to this day go see. Um, and Come on, Jesus fashion. <laughs> I, I was doing it with one of my best friends from Dallas and we wanted to tie in like, ha- like our love for style and also theology together. And so we would tie in different aspects of style and try to weave it in with different messages. And we were very, very, very um, and, like just a, an big part of our church back in Dallas. I won't say any names, yeah. but um, Schmarter Schmark is a church that's in Dallas. And we were just really um, just, you know, soldiers for the Lord. And yeah. I, and I would really say like, even though I was, I would say like hardcore evangelical, I still had just like a very different view of God and Jesus than what I think we're all taught a lot in the church. And I remember being like, okay, I know this is in the Bible, but like, that's not the experience I ever had. Mm. So I'm definitely someone that I had a lot of friends that had different spiritual practices, faiths, um, and I would respect them. But I still remember thinking like, gosh, if only I could show them the love that I have from this religion. Right. <laughs> and I remember, you know, people that were in need and I'd be like, well, come to my church, like blah, 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 blah. And then finally got to the point where um, I was living in Colorado and it was, you know, we all have our turn, like where we're in a really true big time of need. And I was unfortunately in an abusive relationship, abusive marriage. And as I was only for a few months before it really hit the fan and I had to leave and um, it was really bad. And at, at the time, um, I had a new church that I had already gotten very involved in. And I was essentially escorted out. And it was my ex- first experience where I was like, wait, no, this isn't what church is like. And it was like, oh my gosh, is this what people have been trying to share with me right. like my whole life? You're like, and this is I- the church they were telling me about. <laughs> Exactly. And I remember it was very hard because I then also had my super hardcore Christians from home that were telling me that I should stay with this abusive person because that's what God wanted for me. And I just was very like, whoa, wait a minute. And it was so baffling for me. And I I realized, like, I remember it wasn't this like, I'm leaving, but it was a... (laughs) I I remember I sat in my empty home and I had just basically given away all my belongings. Like I had to do a garage sale to sell pretty much everything I owned to pay for the bills that we were left with because this person disappeared. And I just sat there and I prayed and I just was like, I need a break. I was like, I have my whole life tried to always honor you in every situation. I was like, right now, girls got to take care of yourself. I can't just like hope 
that you fix this. Or I also, this was another thing. I was like, I do not want you to use me right now yeah. as an example of a faithful, good girl. Like, nope. let me right. get my shit together. And so I threw myself into building the life that I wanted because I think I just was so used to just living kind of passively, like give it to God. And I had a lot mm. of, a, like, unfortunately, just like very controlling, abusive people in my life that always kind of told me what to do. Yeah. And I just finally was like, I'm done. I'm over it. And it's not that I was like, peace out. Like I would still like people would be like, you know, I'm concerned. Like, are you still a Christian? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, like, of course I'm still a Christian. I just have a different relationship with Jesus than what you yeah. probably do. But even then I would say that. And I didn't know what that meant. I right. just knew it was no longer ever going to be the same again. I was just like, mm, no. And so that was, so I guess that was probably four or five years ago when that moment happened. I keep saying three years ago, like, <laughs> like time keeps 2020 going. didn't you're, happen. You're talking yeah, about pre-COVID. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. I'm like, I keep forgetting that there was like a year in there. But um, so that was probably like four or five years ago that that first like that moment happened where I realized I was like, I need a pause. I need a break. Um, and I tried to still have a quote unquote relationship with Jesus. Just, I was like, if I get into that point where I'm trying to give it to you, like my mental health is just going to wane. Cause I'm, you know, for every, you know, 900 prayers I made, only one was answered and it would be like, huzzah, like I got an answer. So <laughs> I just realized I was like, I don't have the time or the energy or the mental capacity to do this right now. And so that's what really actually forced me into the direction of a separation. And then after I had enough time away, I was able to like look back and uh, start to deconstruct and like look at it and with a completely different lens. Because at this point now, I had a very, I guess I would say like secular view, you know, before mm. it was just mm. everything was through the lens as an evangelical. And then leaving and being very immersed in, you know, like the um, media world, you know, television, photo shoot, I'm getting yeah. to meet all kinds of walks of life. Um, different types of personality, ideology, everything. And then once I finally came back to be like, okay, so what is this thing that I still have ingrained in me? I was able to see it just so much differently. Yeah. And well, now you even have an account called Jesus Witch, <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which I love um, because, I, well, which is actually the first label I clung to when I was deconstructing um, because I... I specifically thought of myself as a Christian witch. So being raised yeah. a Christian, still identifying with the life of Jesus, but incorporating, you know, my own divine power. And I use mm -hmm. tarot and crystals and candles in the works. And I don't, I don't do a lot of that now. Um, mm -hmm. But it, I think, I feel like it was important for me to live in that for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, and now, I mean, now I don't even, I don't identify as a Christian anymore. So I honestly would claim witch before I claimed Christian at this point, but, um, but I've seen you even post that you don't truly identify as Christian. Um, so does no. Jesus, which still resonate with you? So it does because, uh, okay. So that is even kind of funny how it popped up because, um, and you know, and I, to, 
to talk about like what you were saying, how you kind of started going down that path a little bit. And that was like really important for you. I do find that something about like being a witch and like witchcraft and all that, like there's so much healing that can be done in that space because it's something that we are told it's like bad and wrong. And then whenever you realize it's literally just like a time of intention and it's, and it's kind of like, I don't know if little boys are out there all the time wanting to play, you know, play witch when they're like eight years old. But I just remember being in the backyard, like putting random pieces of nature together and thinking I made some concoction. <laughs> like it is just been like did that too. Yeah. Yes. And I had such a weird magical childhood that a lot of that for me was kind of um, doing a lot of like inner child healing. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of getting to play, a play around a little bit. And that kind of helped me connect to who I was a child. But the reason why I have Jesus Witch is because it finally had gotten to the point where I just like genuinely could not call myself a Christian anymore, but I was not really ready to say that publicly. Cause you know, it's like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, what's going to, what is going to happen? And I had a complete stranger try to evangelize to me. And this person clearly had never gone through any of my content before they don't know anything about my background. Love when that happens. You're like, you're clearly right? new here and you haven't looked anywhere. A little out of your depth. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying, I was like, okay, this could be a teaching moment. This could be a moment for me to let it go. And and this kind of moment of just being a little, I guess, I don't know if I want to say petty or something, but I was just like, <laughs> girl, you were talking to a straight up Jesus witch. Like, do you want to have this conversation and of course I didn't hear anything back from this person (laughs) they were probably terrified oh probably probably and so and then I started to kind of dive like why did I say Jesus witch and so I think what it came down to is that I do like to push some buttons but not Mm -hmm. because I like to upset people by any means it's not like that it's not like I want to get people riled up in a way in in an unhealthy way but I do like to stir people a little bit to start thinking you are an Aries right oh yeah I'm <laughs> like a quad <laughs> I have Aries like all over my chart like yeah there so, you go there you yeah. go that speaks for itself yeah. and then I have an Aquarius moon so the two of them come together and it's like let's get weird and a little aggressive <laughs> love it um, so I just I, like I think like for I do personally still have this like a connection I guess to Yeshua I say Yeshua a lot instead of Jesus because I kind of feel like it helps with a little bit of separation of who I always was told this person was right versus this like beautiful I love um the Gnostic Gospels I just mm-hmm. feel like they're so so soul giving and I don't think that there has to be a historical human being in order to find some really beautiful goodness in these books Absolutely. but I am not a worshiper or anything like that. And so I call myself a Jesus witch primarily because I still identify as someone who like loves Yeshua and I love the word witch. It is just so such a great word to embody a lot of our like internal power. And I mean, just this like magic, I think we've been denied and also they're just two words. And I think that is also, it's kind of like people have such, um, such like 
you know, we always put meanings to certain words. And at the end of the day, it's like, we are so limited by our human language, like any of our human dialects or languages, but they can't really encompass everything. There's a lot of things that are so mystical that just words can't express. And so Jesus, which really came about just out of wanting to kind of maybe even I help other people that identify like ex evangelicals or whoever you might be that still kind of has this like love for Jesus, but also wants to like be this like radical, <laughs> like activist, you know, herbalist, whatever it yeah. might be, right. which, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, to me, just to speak to the Gnostic gospels for a second, the fact that Mary felt the, the, the validity to even write a gospel in that time and to even sit down yes. and like put pen to paper and say, Hey, here's my feelings and thoughts on things speaks up to who Jesus was way beyond anything else that's written in the Bible. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. And like just with, I love that you like the aspect of putting those two words together because it does, it's like, it's kind of like a challenging thing for people to kind of grapple with, kind of like wrap Mm -hmm. their minds around, which is why I, I probably, that's probably why I chose and I gravitated towards which so quickly in my deconstruction before anything mm-hmm. else, really. Um, I wanted Adam to uh, really grasp the fact that I was not <laughs> where I once was. So I was like, by the way, I'm a witch. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm this, terrified. Is at the, this is at the announcement <laughs> of, hey, I don't think I'm a Christian anymore. No, I didn't say that. Well, yeah, I didn't I know that at the time. I suppose. But the, the announcement of all her, of my of ideology, my theology had changed. <laughs> all of it had changed. And so then she starts giving me these words like magic and witch. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. How as because currently, at least in the moment, I was still in my head a Christian because I didn't know any of this was transpiring. Uh, And so I'm like, okay, how do I equate those words to something that I already know from my Christian lens that I have on the world? I'm like, okay, yeah, miracle. Okay, yeah, uh, mystic or spirit, whatever, just spiritual. And so for me, well, and that's, I think it's so funny that so many people do deconstruct or, or leave behind their faith altogether and remain so afraid of the same things that they were taught to be afraid of as a Christian. That oh my the, gosh, yes. That in the real world are not, first of all, not scary. And second of all, even if even if some people that are that are non-theistic still think they're scary, it, the primary driver that we have for that is because people have this constant influence of religion over even the world that they live in. Yes, like I'm right now, like like hands up in the air. I'm like, yes, 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 this is so everything I want to talk about because it's like how can you be like yeah I left and then not want to dive into the things that you think are scary because I think like if you have any kind of fear inside of you that is taking up space like there's no room for wholeness or love or peace if you're letting that fear reside so if you're afraid of like a word or if you're afraid of you know, tarot cards, like mm. the best thing that you can do is read everything about tarot cards. Exactly. So then you realize <laughs> what it is. And it's like, people are just like almost allergic, like to reading nowadays. And it's like, it's, you know, it's a great place to find information on Instagram and TikTok. But I think they're like launching pads, like at some point, find something that you're like, someone says, and you're like, wow, that was really interesting. I love it. And go go listen to an audible book or go buy, buy, go buy a book and (laughs) read about it. 
and you won't be afraid of it anymore. And it's like, oh, awesome. There goes some more fear. And now I have more room for whatever I was lacking. Yes. I, yeah, I love that so much. Or like one of the things that somebody messaged me, um, well, I posted now this is like a, a year, maybe two years ago. Now I posted that I had just gotten a couple books that were like, I think it was something like Jesus Witch or something like that. It was just like mm-hmm. Christian witch books, right? I had gotten at yeah. the uh, the local witchy store here in Nashville. The local apothecary. Yeah, yeah apothecary. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I posted on my stories and uh, a couple of people had messaged me and they're like, it, isn't that like scary? Like, you know, playing with that, you know, whatever, whatever. And I also had bought tarot too. So like at that point I was like, no, it's not scary. I knew that. But also when I was communicating with them, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that it's really like the power is in the the beholder, the person who's like using the tool, reading mm-hmm. the script, using the cards, whatever it is. It's like it's the power is in you, not in the in the in the object. I mean, of course, I do believe there's certain like uh, energies that are within different like tools, like different spiritual mediums. tools and mediums. Yeah, I do believe that, but at the same time. I was telling this person, I was like, well, have you read the Bible? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I was like, honestly, how many times have you heard of a situation where somebody has used and abused a person or a group of people by using the Bible and the Bible's words and the Bible's existence? Um, how much? Ha- how many times have you heard the abuse by a Bible versus how many times have you heard somebody walking away from like a tarot reading feeling dehumanized, unworthy, <laughs> like they're going to hell? Like, you know, when yeah. when has that like, who do you know that that has happened? Yes, they might have gotten some information. They might be like, oh, I have a fire under my butt to go after my dreams. And right. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much as tough as it gets sometimes Um, or like let go of a relationship or something like that. But like, when has tarot cards ever dehumanized a, a a soul, a person? Amen. That is so true. It's so true. Uh, Lindsay Mack is a wonderful um, tarot teacher, and she always talks about tarot. Like it's happening. Uh, nothing's happening to you. It's for you. It's in the moment, and it's only an invitation. Like that's all it is. It's an invitation for you to choose to take the medicine from that card. Like. What is it bringing up for you? How could it potentially lead you in a healthy direction versus like, you know, I mean, like, like you said, like the worst thing could happen is like a tarot reader could be like, oh, I see a breakup in your future. Right. Like, (laughs) okay, I could like take that or leave it. And like, honestly, like if people are to the point where if a tarot reader says like, I see a breakup in your future and they take it quite literally to where their whole life unravels. I think that's just like more indicative of our culture, not having um, like just a lot of people have no personal empowerment or uh, they don't know how to use critical thinking. Like there's just people are giving their power left and right. And I truly believe it stems from the church. And so even if you say you were never Christian, say you never even went to church, there's so much of the ideology and like the dogma around like not being able to believe what you want to believe or not being able to come to your own conclusions in our culture. And I think it really comes from that. Like there's a lot of people who are not Christians, but they have beliefs about other human beings or about the way we do things that comes from the church. And it's like, well, I mean, I feel like you should deconstruct too. Right. right. Well, and like, 
how many times have you or somebody that you know from church literally you're like sitting there you're like i'm dealing with this thing in my life i need to turn to the bible and how is the Bible going to speak to you? I'm just going to open it to a random page and whatever <laughs> whatever God has for me is going to be right in front of me. Right. How is that not tarot? Bibliomancy. That's right. literally, it's called bibliomancy and that is quite literally a form of divination. And <laughs> it's, you can do it with any book, but people do it with the Bible all the time. Like I remember, you know, even like, I remember like, you know, what's the book? Uh, uh, Jesus Calling, you know, how oh, like yeah. it's like a little message. First off, not remotely biblical. And it's literally just <laughs> that that's kind of like a like oracle cards, but they're just like in a book form. That's right. literally what that is. And I right. remember like not really going to the exact day. I would just like flip through it. And then like the one that I would read, it's like, oh my God, it's like the divine, you know, of course it's like daddy Jesus is talking to me <laughs> right now. And that's quite literally the same as whenever we're doing oracle cards and we're being like oh the divine is speaking through me you know speaking to me through this card now i personally even though i love tarot and i love oracle cards i think a lot of people that leave the church feel like the feel like they have this void so they immediately try to plug it in and unfortunately because they haven't unpacked a lot of their their beliefs around God and the divine mm. that they kind of place a lot of that same ideas like just into something else. So a lot of people go, you know, dive head first into some other spiritual practices and they basically end up being just as harmed because they haven't realized like the whole point is for them to be guided to their own inner divinity versus giving our, their power away to their cards or or to their spirit guides, or to a new deity. Like whenever I find out someone like pieces out of Christianity and now they're like worshiping some deity from a different pantheon, I'm like, I mean, <laughs> like maybe wait, like, yeah, like, right. Like maybe, maybe let's, maybe let's, you know, heal a little bit first before you just sign over, you know, your allegiance to some other spiritual entity. Right. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I, for you then, like as a spiritual person who doesn't identify as Christian, but you know, you have the whole Jesus witch thing going on for you. Um, yeah. Do you still believe yeah. in a deity or what? Yeah. What does that look like for you? So I no longer, so that's actually, that's a really good question. This will probably be like the first time I've really said what I'm about to say. All You're right. hearing it here. first, folks. <laughs> this is the first time. So I believe I'm very heavy into believing psychology, science, spirituality, magic. These all go hand in hand. So I believe fully in manifestation. I think it's a really cool thing. Whenever you dive more into the the science side of it and the psychological mm -hmm. side of it versus just believing it's like just pure affirmations, then it's really awesome. So I feel like a lot of aspects of a divine source. So whenever I say any kind of prayer, because I still say prayer, I had to unpack all the triggers around that word, but I still pray. But when I do, it is to the all source the divine source. I don't believe that it is this like person. I don't, I've tried to yeah. remove any kind of humanoid, like gender thing. I, I, I am okay with knowing I have no idea. Right. Like I am okay with that. But 
So that being said, I do believe in various aspects of the divine has kind of almost like, you know, it's almost like little fractures or like these lower deities have um, manifested in a way to help, help us. So if someone was to like, want to work with a deity, that's great. I think that it's better for them to understand it's not literally a, a, a being that mm-hmm. is needing to be worshipped or whatever. I think it's cool in order to learn about the various archetypes and how maybe you can, like, I personally am really attracted to Hecate. She is mm. a god. She's a uh, she is a goddess who has been throughout various cultures. Yeah. She has various different names. And she really represents a lot of personal empowerment. She is the one that holds the torch through the darkness. Um, She's an underworld goddess. And so I like to think that I could, quote unquote, work with her as an aspect of the divine. But I do not believe in worshiping another deity because I think we're getting into the same issue of giving away power or giving away any kind of personal autonomy. And I don't think that that's the point, which is why I actually still jive with Jesus. Cause I feel like his whole message was like, yo, you don't have to do any of this. Like just go straight <laughs> to the divine, like peace out all these other <laughs> deities. Um, and that's just like what I've gotten from, you know, his message for, for, I guess the last couple of years. But um, I think that I would never, I would never tell someone that their deity isn't real. Yeah. Well, and that's what I feel like a lot of these monotheistic religions like to do. Mm -hmm. And they just, they take all of these archetypes, as you've said, from polytheism, and they just prescribe them to one humanoid existence and say, Mm -hmm. mine is better than yours because mine is all of yours combined, which I don't exactly know how that works, how that makes it better. But each one of these things, right, has its own the the way that it interfaces with spirituality in the world and just as much as like you can believe in the magic of spirituality when you get into the psychology and the science of how this how this world and how we even work at all the i i tend to prefer to see it as like even if even if there are these archetypes it's it's more like tapping into for me i believe i guess a little bit more of a background for me, I believe more that it's like everybody, everybody is divine because we are all somehow connected mm-hmm. and that's, and that's divinity. And so it's like, if, yes. if there are these little facets of personalities, almost of these archetypes, I I tend to believe it to be more of tapping into a non-expressed version of your own consciousness oh, that yeah. just kind of, it allows you to disassociate enough that you can almost give yourself you can almost give yourself guidance or or you can manifest things in a different way just because you have the ability to to disassociate that identity from yourself even if it is tapping into just that piece of yourself see that's beautiful and i think the fact that like a lot of people get really really hellbent on something being real and then you have to ask like but what is real to you and if it is right something within your own psyche, how does that make it less real? And if something was like flesh and bone, like how does that make it more, I guess, important? Like that's where I get a lot of people being like, you know, I recently said that there's like not actual, very, very real historical proof about Jesus. And people are just so upset. And one person was like, if Jesus wasn't real, then none of this matters. And I was like, if you believe that this, 
cosmic Christ, which is who you pray to, never had a human existence, then how was any of this actually transformative for you? Mm. Which is the whole point. And so for anyone who works with or worships a deity, if they cannot allow the idea of it being a part of their own subconscious, like if that is the truth, if they can't allow that, then unfortunately it sounds like they're still kind of in the same place as a lot of Christians holding on to their validity and how their way is the right way. And it's like, but guess what? Like when you're in your dream state, everything feels real to you there. So like, what's to say this life is real and, and where you are in your dream life, it's not real. And I mean, that goes, you know, if you think about that too hard, your head starts to hurt. <laughs> yeah, we, so. do, we do that about once a week. Don't worry. We have our little sit down. Sometimes we... I'm like, I could be an alien experiment and I'm pretty positive aliens exist. And <laughs> yeah. I could also be in the matrix or I could be in a coma and I'm not entirely sure which one it is. <laughs> Literally. Seriously, though, I, like I said that to one day, uh, Ryan and I woke up and I looked at him and I was like, you know what's weird is like, you and I could be like in a coma on like in another reality or like in a yeah. virtual reality or like a VR and like <laughs> what we're experiencing is like a lifetime, but like maybe to the version of us there, it's only like an hour and we're like paying for a cool life See, experience I've, an hour. <laughs> I've only watched way too much anime that completely validates all of this. <laughs> I feel like uh, the time parallels and like the different like timing of everything, like it's all happening yeah. at once is usually where I get like, that's usually my, like, yeah. it piques yeah. my interest. Because, mm-hmm. well, and then going back to like even deity and Adam and I were literally talking about this yesterday. Like last night we were talking about this, how um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be working on more of my pray, my prayer and manifesting to be in a positive light because there are only mm-hmm. a few times I w- can even say that I have prayed. You know, and I was telling yeah. Adam, I was like, and like recently, where I was like, well, okay, hey, Christian God, I, if, that, it's, if that's <laughs> what I'll call you right now while I'm falling asleep, <laughs> I was basically asking if, if I could not go through something there was like a struggle that was happening that was like basically I was trying to avoid I'm like can I can I get a curveball here can I like not have to go through this this experience yeah if none of this matters (laughs) and like you actually don't it universe god energy if you could just let me just like skip out on this like bad experience that might happen like that'd be tight and Hannah that's what you said too (laughs) at the beginning of this right was kind of the prayer was or the prayer at the time was like hey if I could not Mm -hmm. be made to have to be the good yeah, follower yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like literally it, it was very yep. similar when you said that I was like yeah like that's that's the times that I pray so I'm like trying to get better at like actually manifesting good into my life not just being like hey 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 let me not let me not go through that thanks um yeah but then I was trying to describe to Adam who it is I was praying to like what like mm-hmm. was it a Christian was it the Christian God I don't know but I stopped and I tried to think of sentences to set like in my head. You were almost and like was, praying mm-hmm. to skip into the the parallel universe where you didn't have to go through the thing. Exactly. So I was like trying to explain that. And then um, whenever you guys were talking, I was just like listening. And I usually have like random visuals just like come to my head about mm-hmm. like whatever it is that we're speaking about, especially on this on the podcast. I hear Adam just like talking and then. Yeah, all these metaphors come to my head. (laughs) But um, so I imagine looking into a mirror, you know, whenever you have a mirror in front of you, a mirror behind you, and Mm -hmm. then like goes on forever, never, never, never. And like, you don't know, it could literally go on for eternity. Um, 
So for me, my spirituality and deity kind of is wrapped up in um, me and my ancestors. Oh, and I love that. That's Good like pretty much it. So I'm able to, I kind of say energy sometimes and I mm-hmm. often say ancestors, but hearing you speak and you even talking about your childhood, you had a magical childhood um, and uh, kind of getting back to that and healing your inner child. And um, I had similar experiences in a lot of my uh, healing It has come through remembering what it was that I experienced as a kid and like the thought processes I had as a kid and realizing how truly like smart and magical I was as a little seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm so I'm curious for you, like, I don't know if you connect with ancestors. That was me. That was like what I did even before I had the words for it as a young girl. Um, what was your spirituality, your spirit connection or your magic connection whenever you were a kid? Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, I was such a weird kid. (laughs) I was too. (laughs) No worries. And you know, here's the thing. I think we, yeah. And that's, I think what, um, just really makes me so sad whenever I think about how pretty much a lot of us, like a lot of people I talk about or talk to whenever I talk about my childhood, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I did that too. And it's like, wow, what would we all be like if we didn't have this time where we had to be like, okay, I have to turn this off and like acclimate. So I remember um, as a very young girl, like very young, I was probably only like six, seven, where I realized I just didn't feel like I could connect with other kids. I felt just really strange. Like I didn't know really how to, how to fit in. Yeah. And I, like, I had so many imaginary friends and, uh, they were all animals though. Oh, really? Imaginary animals. I was a, I was a animal nut. I love animals so much. I remember I was so fixated on what heaven would be like, and it's because I didn't know what my job would be. And I remember being like, (laughs) I so know. Like a true three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. Now that I think about it, I was like, wow, like this culture and like me as a three, it really like, I, it just came out a very young age. And I remember being like, okay, like I cannot just like sing all day long to God. I'm sure we have jobs. <laughs> and I'm sure my parents were just like, you know, just like they didn't know what to say. So like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you have, you have jobs and they're based on what you love. I remember just praying like, please God, let me take care of the animal. Uh, and so I, I very much so, um, I had this like tree that was one of my like best friends that I would like sit in this tree. And I remember I would talk to the tree and tell it all about my day. I also had a tree just so you know, that was like, that was like my main source of spirit connection was like with that tree. Okay. You are probably now the fourth person to tell me that so I feel I feel like we all need to like start a Facebook group yeah (laughs) we'll just call it tree huggers literally those who speak to the trees the Lorax or whatever I think yes and that book also like as a child that affected me so much too but I think now it's so weird like that's one of the reasons why we moved to Missouri because I was like I have to be back with nature because I realized my childhood I was always outside. I always wanted to be in the trees. Um, I used to, I mean, this is so weird, but like I used to have this one, um, imaginary friend. And as an adult, I remembered her last year, actually, I'll tell you why this is weird. But whenever I was a little girl, I had this Jaguar 
like I, I think it's very strange that I picked a jaguar <laughs> as a child but she was my imaginary like caretaker I would say mm-hmm. like she always showed up to be kind of like a protector yeah. I remember like sitting in a tree feeling like she was on the other limb and I was talking to the tree and I was talking to her and I remember at like the recess playground in elementary school whenever I ever felt like really weird and I just felt like nobody would pick me for games and I just was kind of like oh like I just want to go back inside I remember thinking I could like I would see her and it was kind of almost this like crystally kind of almost like a, a mirage and I knew that was her so her name very creative was crystal, Stop. So crystal. wait mine was crystal too I'm not lying wait, oh. I'm not lying Wait, tree, to you. Jack, Wait, which, animal tree? No, it what wasn't was... the tree. The tree was a, like a its own thing. But no, I had, there was a person. <laughs> there was a, my person. Literally, I could have my like family back me up because like I talked about Crystal. Um, oh. Her name was Crystal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got like massive chills. I'm just like, wait, what? I like, as soon uh, as you said like Crystally, I was like, if she's going to say Crystal, I'm going to lose it. But oh, yeah, what? That is wow. really bizarre. That's really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, we're going to have to have like a whole hangout with our crystals because <laughs> that's like, that's so bizarre. But it's funny because I think a lot of people when they talk about their, uh, like say they're meditating and they see their spirit guides, it's almost kind of like these crystally beings. And it's not something I was told as a child no. or you were told as a child. No. So I think there's something really interesting there, but it's like this moment is just like, there's this like heartbreaking moment where uh, I remember it was finally like getting into the middle school where I realized mm-hmm. like, okay, now I'm not just like different. Now I'm weird. Like now I have to change if I want to fit in. If you're going to survive like socially, you have to change. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of like almost like that prayer to God. I ended up having to say to Crystal, (laughs) I was like, I have to stop. Like this has to stop. And I was like, I have to be able to fit in. I'm so weird. I was like, I just need this all to go away. And it did and uh, it's almost like kind of reminds me of the movie hook how he forgets that yeah, he's peter pan yeah uh all of these memories just completely left as i got older and just it's like i don't know my third eye was turned off i guess yeah, and right. so last year when i finally started so i don't know about you guys but last year i was really hit with a lot of very just like strange feelings strange it was almost kind of like all of my like psychic ability like just hit me at Mm, once and I was like what is happening and I remember being like okay I know as a kid I experienced stuff like this but I like it went away so like what is this and I remember uh like I would have premonitions as a child and my parents would tell me like oh it's the holy spirit that was really cool but like don't focus on that or don't, yeah. don't care about it or anything because it would right. be sinful if I cared or focused on that. And so I remember being kind of scared, like, am I evil? Like what's going on? Yeah. So last year, whenever I was researching a lot of things, I think spirit animals came up and I wasn't necessarily diving into spirit animals because I felt like that was a very integral part of indigenous cultures, mm-hmm. but it like right. popped up. And I remember all of a sudden it kind of hit me. I was like, well, you know, I did have this imaginary friend as a little girl and it was a jaguar so it's not like as an adult I wanted to manifest necessarily an animal but I had this like very very intimate like 
best friend, protector, you know, animal that I had as a child. So I decided to look up what a black jaguar meant. And I actually read about the psychology behind a lot of children will manifest a jaguar as their, uh, as their imaginary friend because of emotional trauma from mothers. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. was dealing with a lot of uh, emotional trauma, psychological trauma because of my mother whenever I was young. I mean, it started around the same age, probably, that I manifested her. And so I last year just like broke down in tears because then it's kind of like tying in the psychology that of it, too. It's not just like this jaguar came out of nowhere, but what it actually like really meant. And I tied it all kind of into what I was going through last year, a lot of healing my trauma. And so I didn't remember her name at the time. And so that night I went to sleep and I was like, I just want to remember, like, give me a memory from my childhood of this imaginary friend and her name. And that's when it came to me. It was like in my dream, I was back at that tree that I loved so much. And she was in the tree and all of a sudden I just heard the name Crystal and I was like, oh my gosh, of course that's what her name was. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Right. So that is, yeah, that is so crazy. I mean, I love hearing that story, but it just, it makes it like, I'm for sure going to be thinking about this (laughs) for a little while too. Just like remembering (laughs) back on Crystal and the tree. Honestly, it was more like Crystal was a friend. I also am like, was drowning once like for real and I remember lifting up my hand and Crystal saving me so like (gasps) I have like those sort of moments um with her wow and she was a she was like a more of a human form she was like an older older Mm -hmm. sister I was an older sister and I always wanted an older sister I needed like someone who was like me too really (laughs) I I cried wanting a big brother because I just felt like a big brother would like keep me safe. And so unfortunately, too many of my friends' older brothers had to pledge that they would be mine too. Oh, that's sweet. I did have an older brother, um, but he wasn't like the greatest when we were kids. Um, (laughs) We had some struggles and that's probably why I also manifested like an older teenage. Like I remember her being like a teenager and she was like, like two years older than my older brother. So she'd probably be like six years older than me, this like uh-huh. crystal person. Uh. Um, but mo- even more so than crystal, I definitely spoke like to the trees like all the time um, and the wind and the leaves and things like that. And I definitely yeah. like relate. But you were saying something about like the basically your like psychic abilities kicking into gear last year. So I do have to say, I just love like we're a bunch of adults talking about like, imaginary I'm, friends, but not like, imaginary. imaginary friends. Like, I just think that there's so many more people that have stories like this, but because it's so weird, nobody talks about it. And it's like, wow, if all of us like didn't turn that off when we were kids, like what in the world would our world be oh like gosh, if it was I just, know. you know? Hey everyone, want to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please share this episode and rate and review the podcast as it helps others find this online community. Thanks so much. Now back to the episode. Probably so, so much more magical just all the time, like just full yes. of color and like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably why they're all like, what is happening to the millennials? Because we're all like... Woo! Let's be like, honest, they would just create on. all of the VR software and games so that we could just live in a VR world with our actual imaginary friends. 
for real. I would be like, this is my kind of game. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's so meta because, you know, probably like my truest self, she's like, well, I'm playing a game watching right. you. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, last year, um, bless Ryan, my partner. He's so awesome. I'm so thankful he let me just tap into my weirdness. He is uh so he very much experienced me just like every day being like hey i'm gonna go meditate and i would go meditate for like i'm not like an hour to an hour and a half every day because i started to experience such weird feelings and things and i would see things and i would hear voices (laughs) and i just was like i don't know if it's just because i'm a three and i'm not working and all of a sudden my brain is like coming up with a bunch of weird things in my house because i have nothing else to do but um i started getting these like just like this really intense feeling of knowing Mm. you know essentially what we would you know the same name of like you know holy spirit i just kept getting a lot of messages and because of our upbringing we self-gaslight so i'm just could not fathom that anything mystical was actually happening. And so I, so it was before I really, really started getting my meditation. So yeah, last year I started really honing in on a lot of these things. But before that, it was probably whenever I was just kind of starting to, I would say unravel emotionally a little bit, you know, we all hit that part probably within like four weeks I guess of Mm. quarantine where we're like oh my gosh or maybe six weeks so I decided to go do a meditation where I met my spirit guides Mm. and I did not like I was just kind of like oh my gosh this is gonna be weird or awkward I'm not gonna be able to do it I have ADHD there's no way I'm gonna be able to focus um and I ended up like (laughs) like blasting off basically into space (laughs) it was immediate kundalini meditation yes I kid you not I still have not experienced a meditation quite like this one where it really was just mystical like I I really don't have a lot of the words but I ended up seeing like these beings and this was actually probably where I really started to be like, this is legit and I have to start doing it. Is that in this meditation, I had this light being that was, I guess, Jesus. I will say it was Jesus, but I don't want to say like it literally was just, it's just probably my subconscious. And Jesus came to me and very gently was like, it's time to get started. And I was like, on what? And he was like, <laughs> it's time we like start, we come back together mm-hmm. and it's time like we start making things happen and I was just kind of like okay like I don't know what that means and then he just went away and I was like all right Jake you know all right Jesus let's do this (laughs) and then it really started that's whenever I started to dive into literally everything I ever knew about Christianity and everything that it was not or that it is and that you know and like weird cosmic jesus came to tell me to deconstruct and so <laughs> so that's kind of really how i got like launched into exploring pretty much every spiritual path i could because i only felt like the more i knew about all of these different practices and cultures like the more you could weave it together in order to get a bigger picture mm. um and and so yeah my claire's primarily if i know you're probably curious is claire audible and claire cognizant um so i would totally 
uh, recommend reading about Claire's and then diving in to see which one you feel you're most aligned with. I think it's really cool. Oh, awesome. We'll definitely do that. Like, I feel like other people love, we all love tools, right? That help us guide us and help point (laughs) us in the right direction. (laughs) Um, When I, I think about like how many times, like how many times have we like thought about someone and they called or mm. I don't know, like I've had some daydreams before where I was like, Ooh, that was weird. Um, I hope that's not what's about to happen. And it literally is like to the T what comes down to it. And I was like, okay, there has to be something to this that maybe because we felt so magical at a young age, like what if there are these like really cool things that we're able to do and they're not magic. It's just something that we have shut off an ability to do. I think we're so scared of like anything that sounds woo woo or weird. And it's like, it could just be a very natural part of our existence. So we just are denying ourselves. For sure. I mean, I, I definitely believe that. Am I, I've said it a couple of times recently that like, to me, the unknown, like I love science and I love facts and I love researching. I'm, I'm an Enneagram five, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, so is my partner. So oh, I love my fives. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, like I just, I love, I love the, the hard cold facts and truth and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, but I know we don't know everything. And that actually is very exciting to me. And the unknown, yeah. the stuff that I can't explain or that I don't even know yet that maybe somebody else even knows. That to me is magic. And it doesn't take away if I learn something new. It doesn't take away from magic. It's not like I'm trying to stay ignorant to everything so everything stays magical. Uh, But actually quite the opposite because the the process of learning new information is kind of a spiritual practice in and of itself Mm -hmm. for me because it feels so good. It's like like that spiritual high you get like – people describe after like a really good worship session and they're just like, mm-hmm. woo, and they're living their best. I'm like, I just learned a really good piece of information. It's really exciting and new to me. I feel that, I feel that feeling. It's like I'm on a high. So to me, like magic is, is a, it's just, we have a hard time with our language really describing yes. what things are. Um, mm-hmm. But this all just like brings me back to even like your, you're even what we said in your bio, you saying that you're interfaith and interspirituality and um and just learning the more you know, the more you're able to take what is like kind of and implement what is right for you because we are so different and we all have such different experiences. Not everyone is going to have an imaginary friend named Crystal like you and I. <laughs> even that is like very wild that we both have that. But um yeah, so I, everyone's so different. And I, it leads me to the, um, it's kind of like an ender statement, but it's from you. I found on your Instagram story and it was from a couple, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago. Um, and I'm just, I want to kind of read that if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, of course. <laughs> so you said, it's not just about deconstructing your spiritual belief. So you're free from a restrictive religion that causes you guilt and shame but it is about forming your own ideas and beliefs about humanity around you and putting healthier ideology in place of that. And that's, that was, that was beautiful. I loved that. I was like, it's not just about breaking things down and trying to tear everything apart. It's just, it's about finding the beauty and finding the things that work for you and the things that challenge you and help you grow and into. It's about uh, manifesting the things you want, not Uh, just manifesting away the things you don't. Exactly. Back to that. It's so true. And then also to be like, 
I think like excited, like I get excited, like listening to you get excited about whenever you find something new. And I, that makes me excited because I think we are so stuck in that like methodology of evangelizing that like the moment we find something that works for us, like we have to tell someone else Mm. to do it. And it's like, no, like enjoy enjoy watching someone find joy and whatever it is that makes them feel whole and good. And like, as long as it brings, like, I'm just like, as long as it brings you healing, wholeness, joy, peace, and everyone around you, then do it. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Agreed. You it have is. our permission. <laughs> you have. Yes, exactly. And so when people are like, was it bad? And I'm like, are you harming anyone is like well no I'm like do it go for it <laughs> yep yeah I'm, I'm totally the same we feel the same way it's almost like it's almost like this god thing is the fruits of the spirit <laughs> <laughs> it is like isn't it just so weird <laughs> I know. Oh. it's beautifully weird I love that um okay oh. well how can people find you are you still doing your podcast so I took a hot beat from it because I, like you were saying, I just get really hardcore into reading myself and it got to the point where in true three fashion, I like could not crank something out because I was like, wait, I should talk about this first. I should talk about this first. Mm. So I'm relaunching it. Um, okay. So children uh, of humanity will be coming back out. But right now I'm in the process of getting it ready for that. And so we'll come back out. I do have only three episodes of anybody needs <laughs> yes. a launching pad. Uh, but primarily people can find me on my Instagram at the Hannah Moon. That's like my personal one. And then um, I have a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out on at Jesus Witch on Instagram as well. And that's going to be focused on breaking down uh, occult practices, uh, the underworld, anything that we kind of fear around being it like dark and scary, because I think if we break down those fears, that's actually going to help us break down even just like the mundane fears we have in our day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. And by letting go of these fears, like we actually get to live more joyfully versus wondering like if it's bad. Like, I think that's something that is really hard to unlearn. And I don't know about you guys, but because maybe my weird little childhood upbringing, I'm just fascinated with all that there is in the spiritual realm, which includes all the different mythological like mythology around the underworld and just like what is hell like let's break that down you know if there's some kind of like lesson we can learn around purification like why not dive in that too versus just being too scared of to dive into that so that's what the jesus witch is going to be about (laughs) perfect well i love that that's uh, i i recently posted that my my whole like passion basically in life I feel like I realize even though this podcast is called deconstruct it's really um I'm I'm really about demystifying um and so I I hear that like out of everything you're saying like basically just like helping somebody realize that it's really just it's just not that scary and Um, helping people return to neutrality after something that's so partisan right like light isn't good dark isn't bad hell isn't bad even even in these uh, you know uh, yeah. uh hades and all of that it was never bad it just they just are and they just are exactly what they are and to be able to learn about them and explore them through a neutral space is it seems like is what you're trying to help people achieve yeah 100 percent. yeah uh lauren i'll have to send you i have a course called demystifying magic coming out it's supposed to be just 
primarily for uh ex-evangelicals and Christians to like unpack that so I'll send it to you (laughs) yes yeah I'm all about it yeah I'm so excited well I look forward to all the things on Jesus Witch congrats for snagging that name that's like such a like a fun cute name I could not believe it was available. I was like, wow, this just shows me how like people are genuinely afraid of (laughs) words together. So true. So true. Well, good for you. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast and, you know, just spending your time, your evening with us, talking to us about all this stuff. Um, And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we know that you'll enjoy Jesus Witch and everything Hannah Moon. So check her out. Uh, we'll put all of her information in the about section of the episode. And uh, that's it. We love you guys. And until next time. Bye. bye.